Hey y'all, this is Watching While Black with Gizmo. Miles. And Madge. May is the month of movies that we love, and this week we have Miles' pick. Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Miles, why did you pick this movie? I chose Kill Bill mainly because I remember like y'all watched it all the time when I was younger, and it was like y'all y'all made me like watch some crazy stuff too, like uh like anything like rated R. Or whatever, some like crazy stuff, some wrong stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, hey, should I be watching this? But like, that's like one of the like the main movies that like really stuck with me as I was a kid. Like, as I remember, like uh, Pi made with the like the little beard, like swooping, like the little hand technique, whenever. And uh, and like I, those always like, and I always like knew that as like a a movie that like uh, I would always like look for, like those those type of like fast paced action movies with like cool little storylines and um cool characters like you need like real unique characters and everything like that mm-hmm. and um like even uh even after that like i remember watching um similar stuff like that like uh like um mad max free road and, like when i remember when that came out and like i, I didn't know anything about mad max and i just like remember like watching them and like whoa i was like really because like, it came out when i was like 12 or something like that and i was like oh dang this is a cool or, like 10 i can't remember it was around that time you didn't really have to know anything about mad max to love that one to be honest yeah, for real, like, like, and like, it was like, oh, it's like fast paced, and it was like, it was like, uh, unique characters, like, like, like I said, and like, I, I remember, like, oh, snap, this is like, this is cool. So, like, I always like sought after like movies like that, and like different, like, uh, stuff, like, like, a Samurai Shampoo was like similar to that, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, like fast, like fast paced, like in and out type, type stuff. That's why I like the first Kill Bill, the, the best, even though. Really bombastic tone and like fast paced action. Yeah, like that's pretty bombastic. Yeah, uh, I like the I like the second one too, but like I like the first one for a lot too. And yeah, and I like revenge stories a lot too. And and like I like how they like handled it, like where it's like uh like after you like got your revenge, like what now, you know? Yeah, I like the end of her revenge story more than a lot of the others because a lot of the others ends sort of bittersweet. And hers ended on a kind of hopeful note, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, you want a sequel for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we might. Are, are we getting another one? Like, Quentin Tarantino? People like, have been talking about one. They said they were going to be talking about it for a while, but I'm not sure if they're going to actually, you know, develop something out of it. Like, starring Uma Thurman's daughter? Yeah, Uma Thurman's daughter, yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I heard. And it's all this thing with the UK boxing daughter. Yeah. Whoa, that was creepy. Yeah, because hers would be the actual revenge plot, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would be interesting, yeah. That would be interesting, because she just saw the whole thing unfold, and, well. Yeah. Yeah, and Beatrix told her, if you want, if you need to come for me later, do that, and we'll handle it. Yeah, it's all up to you. If you have to do something about it, come find me. You know, the Admiral Samurai stuff. Yeah. The harder they fall? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, Admiral Samurai, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, it's like little things like that, like the little like extra like details they add to it, like like extra stuff that like, oh, what can happen with that? Like like you said, like with the Vivica A Fox's daughter and everything like that, like all of like the backstory, uh, that they like added in there. Like I like stuff like that. You know? Do we want to go like um, fight by fight or like person by person that she takes out on a list or how, how do you want to do? It? Oh dang, um, they were kind of combined in the movies, right? Yeah, we're combining both of them, so we'll hit the whole list, I suppose. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess we should like do like person by person, like should start with like Viv K Fox, like chronologically. Yeah. Uh, with that one, I feel like they did a good job with choosing her to be the um to be like the first fight, the opening act and everything. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Especially, like like said so much tension. Right. And it tells you like a bunch that you need to know, like right off the bat. Even if it's like not the first like kill, she's it's still like a good setup for it and everything like that. Yeah. Even especially how they played with like the photography, like the colors of like the like the warm coloring to to give you like the suburban, like colorful, playful life, you know, like the dream life. And then it's like really dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did a good job with that. They're bringing out cereal from the pantry. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. All this like, like uh, homely stuff going on. Yeah. She didn't get ready for her daughter to come home from school. Oh, that, yeah. All that type of stuff, and it's, it's murder time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how casual, how casual it was whenever uh, Viv K. Fox, Fox, like, died, whatever. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, show, and it shows, like, the, uh, the, uh, the growth of the characters after this horrific thing they did to this woman. Everybody went yeah. to different, everybody went to different places. Does it seem like Beatrix is the only one not able to get out the game? Because it seemed like everybody got out and they're doing their own thing, unless this is, like, their downtime or something. Yeah, L, but I feel like there's nothing else she could have been doing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell they did, like, come to terms with it, and, like, they're like, oh, my fault, but they're still, like, trying to, like, defend themselves, like, because whenever uh, Vivica Fox's daughter came through, and, like, they're, like, she's, like, introducing herself, she was like, oh, I had a little girl once, I don't know if she, like, and then, like, Vivica Fox is like, oh, I understand, I understand, and she's, like, just, uh, like, moves on, but they're like, whatever. Like the yeah, that's for sure. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a very good scene. I mean, you know, you say it's a very good introduction to what this story is going to be about, you know. Oh, we didn't even run down the plot line. Should we cover the plot of this? I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel like everybody already knows, but... It's pretty like you. So the bride, played by Uma Thurman, is a former member of a League of Assassins, led by Bill, played by David Carradine. And she left the group of assassins to go and get married to a muggle, like a regular dude. And the group of assassins end up descending upon her wedding and murdering everybody. Like, everybody. The priest, the guy on the piano, everybody. Everybody got murked. And after that happened, the bride, otherwise known as Beatrix Kiddo, was in a coma. And we open up whenever she uh, wakes from that coma. And decides to take out everybody who was involved with murdering her whole wedding party and and her husband. So that's the plot line of Kill Bill. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Editor Gizmo here. We had an audio snafu in the making of this podcast. Yeah. So right directly in the middle of this, it's just going to be me and Mouse riffing about this movie, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry for the trash audio. We, I, I literally had to Frankenstein this stuff together. So here we are, and we're just gonna discuss both movies, Kill Bill's Volume One and Two, starting with the beginning when Beatrix Kiddo, otherwise known as the Bride, yeah. otherwise known as the Black Mamba, cool wakes up from a coma. What do you have to say about this sequence where she wakes up from the coma other than wiggle your big toe? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
that that part was crazy though, because like, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Heat, and that's that's insane. But other than that, yeah, it's wild for this to be one of your favorite movies, yeah. and it's like the most foot featured movie of all time. Yeah, that's crazy. But like, uh, it's yeah, I like I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Like whenever they had like the setup of like Buck and uh, I'm Buck and I'm here to uh. yeah. And they had like L Driver, like the, the the iconic whistling and whatnot. That like that I like that part too. Cause like that was that wait is that like a was that like a known like or like like whistle tune? Yeah, I believe so. That's a song, right? Cause like whenever I, whenever I like talk to someone about it, it's like oh like they don't they only know it from like Kill Bill or like whenever like a song samples it they're like oh Kill Bill whatever so I, I, either way either way but like I so just, like huh? L L Driver shows up as a nurse and she finds she finds out like is it did she show up because she found out like Beatrix woke up from her coma or was she trying to kill her in the coma oh she was trying to kill her in the coma she wasn't like expecting her to wake up or whatever but then I think like uh, Bill told her not to. Or something like that. Yeah, Bill. But she was on the phone with Bill, and he told her not to kill Beatrix. So, like, I guess he, I, don't, I don't remember how she. I think she just like woke up like randomly. Yeah, she woke up from her coma. Uh, it's like it, it. It always grosses me out and like annoys me that like the whole time she was in a coma, yeah, uh, Buck but, has been like yeah. He's a super villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh. yeah. He deserved Buck it. Ha- he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was not cool. I, I wasn't about that um, at all. And like, no, no telling how like how many other people like he like. Let oh, he brought in because yeah, he yeah because he was bringing in another, another dude, wasn't he? Kind of gross. Yeah, Dang. I'm not about that. What's at wrong with you, Dan? Yeah. I almost said Dan Snyder, bro. Same difference. I guess. Wow, no, same, like, <laughs> same, same. Toronto. They got, bo- both have a foot fetish. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it sucks. Like, you just 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 call him the creator. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sucks because I like both Tarantino and Snyder, and like I'll be I'll be like picking up on the stuff that they defeat stuff, and it'd be, it'd be really it's it's really insane. How is it possible that you like the most feet lovingest dudes? I know that's that's insane. I don't understand. They be they just be taking over like media. Apparently, I don't I don't know. Apparently, I guess. But like, what else? What else is there? Oh, um, did we already talk about the pussy wagon? We did not talk about the pussy wagon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's wild is I actually love that that keychain yeah. that the that, that comes with the the car. It's wild, but like it's so it's like it's such an iconic look to it that I'm like I would I would rock that keychain even though literally it's supposed to be like oh this is because Buck is so gross yeah, just, uh, that he has a pussy wagon like yeah. wild yeah people might know it though like if it's like since so iconic. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh the the motherfucker wallet. Uh, what what is it? Bad motherfucker Bad wallet. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I almost like got it, but I was like, damn, I don't, I don't think I want to walk around with like a pussy wagon keychain. Yeah, but, like it's still, I know, it's cool. right? It, looks, it, looks cool. like, it does look cool. Like I, I, <laughs> I can't be mad at the look of it. it just uh, there's a lot of in this movie that's just really. Uh, well, well, iconic, but uh, you know, like the the the, the iconography of this movie yeah. 
it it it's it has such a look to it and i know that he based the look of it on a lot of the things he saw he's basically fanboying out yeah, yeah. the entire time but the, the look of this movie, movie is amazing yeah yeah he did he did a good job of like combining it all together so in like in like one thing even though like he is like referencing like multiple like multiple things like bruce lee and there, like all these like other like movies from the 70s and everything like that he, yeah, he's a good, he does a good job of it. Yeah, and and it's like he really he gets he gives you the feeling of nerding out about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can see that it's not just like oh he's 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 referencing it, it but he's also celebrating it. Yeah. You know, you can tell he's like real passionate about it. The way he's, right, especially with Kill Bill, like y'all, like y'all talking about before. Like whenever he was talking about like oh I want to make like a like a, a real crazy action movie or whatever he said i'm like he did it it's it's, it's, it's like one of my favorite movies he did he did his thing he did his thing yeah i agree with that and so beatrix wakes up from her coma and actually the movie uh the movie does it opens with her uh going after vivica fox though right like that's my favorite part like, like that's actually the beginning and I enjoy that sequence a lot. Like the colors, the, the, just the, the domesticity of it all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like everything's just so, you know, like Susie homemaker, right? <laughs> it's like Susie homemaker mm. up in there, but these are two assassins facing off. Do you know? Mm. Like, I like having them face off in that really domestic setting like that. Yeah. You could tell it was intentional in that way. Uh, her daughter was getting off the bus and everything like that. And, she was just like, "Oh, hey, uh, what's your name?" The little, little girl. I I don't know her daughter's it's name. Like, it's sort of like a Z no, or something. I can't remember. But she's like, "Hey, like, welcome, welcome back to school, or whatever. Welcome from school, or whatever." And then like, and uh, yeah, like like you said, it was like real vibrant, and you could tell like that like that's like a good way to set the thing up, like to like jumpstart the the movie and like the set up the vibe of the movie, like uh, how like crazy everything is, you know. So still adding like a little bit of like a drop of color, I guess. You can tell, like, even at, in the moment, she was like, "Oh, I don't know, to, I don't know what to do, whatever." Because, like, it is like a surreal situation. I guess, I guess. Yeah, she was like, "The only thing I could do is fight." <laughs> Although, like, if Renita had just got that heads up from Bill, why wasn't she more prepared for Beatrix Kiddo to come in and murk her? Like, why didn't she do more, like, hide or something or anything or get her family out of Dodge? What, what's up? She did come prepared with the the shotgun and the. The cereal. You know, she didn't. But even with that, I was like, Is in general? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's probably just like a protection thing for when it's just her and the baby. But even then, I was like, how did she miss? Like, she literally could have killed her. Like, how did she miss? <laughs> I mean, it's very tricky, I guess. Yeah. Shaky, but she can't throw knives like that. <laughs> like, come on. I would say what I enjoy about this sequence is it it makes me think of the future of the thing. You know what I mean? Like I I always wonder like oh what's gonna happen when her, when Vivica Fox's daughter uh, grows up and comes to take out Beatrice's kiddo. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and and you know how revenge these revenge movies are where it's like uh, the cycle of revenge always like starts over and over again. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It never really ends with un, until someone decides to just not. You know what I mean? That whole eye for an eye yeah. thing where it, you know, it's eye for an eye until on, there's only, you know, a one eye dude left in the world or something. So yeah. I don't know. I, for, I forgot how it goes, but whatever. Yeah, that's, that's why I like uh, revenge stuff. Cause like, uh, 
there's like so many ways I can it can go, like depending on the situation, like depending on like the severity of the situation, or depending on if the person is like, oh, I'll let it go. Like I was gonna bring up Last of Us last time, but like I don't, cause like, but like Phil hasn't like played it yet, so I was like, I wasn't gonna say anything. But like that's the like, oh snap, that's like a perfect example. Like Last of Us two, yeah, Last of Us two, yeah, exactly. Whenever like Ellie was like going after Abby, and then uh, she was like, oh, I- I'll let you free or whatever. And then like at, like Ellie Ellie can uh, handle that. She was just like kept going after her, which is like, dang. Yeah, I just yeah, I was I that was the choice. Like I remember when we were talking about The Last of Us, and I was like, oh, there are character choices that I was just like not cool with, and like that was one of them where where she just wouldn't stop. You know, like yeah. she just would not let it go and and move on and really be there and present for her family. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh. I was just like, this is not good, bro. Yeah, she had, she had like a lot like to like fall back on because she had like yeah, Dina and like she she had Dina. The they child. had the baby, yeah. and I was like, come on. Yeah, everything is like she's lost her finger. She's you know losing her fingers and whatnot. Like, dang, and it like does like teach me like oh. right. Oh, and I like the thing with the fingers because it means she can't play the guitar that Joel left for her. So it's like she's she cut herself off from a piece of Joel that he left behind with, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I played it again recently. I don't know why I did that. That's real depressing. <laughs> real depressing for real. Yeah. It kind of like taught me like what, what, what you should like let go and what you should like, what you shouldn't, you know, or like what's like valid to like let go and like what's valid to like probably not, you know, like, or like what do you, whether or not you should, uh, you should hold a, hold your grudges, you know? Cause like, I remember, um, you remember Queer Eye? Whenever uh, yeah, the um the dude in the wheelchair like got shot, he like the dude who shot him, he like forgave him and whatnot. I'm like, dang, if the, yeah, if a dude like that got shot and like he was in the wheelchair, he like forgave somebody. Like, should I just like forgive someone? Because like if, it, if it's like a situation where it's like not as severe as that, like, dang, if I like just like am I just like weird or something, you know? Or like does it like depend on the person? Or like this is. I don't know. I always wonder that because, like, I guess it really depends on the situation and the person and and what will give them peace. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it gives you peace to let it go and, and move on from that, then I feel like that's a thing that you should do. Yeah, because I'm, like, always – because, like, there's stuff like that I'd be going through. Or like, if, if it's, like, an issue I have or something like that, then I'm like, dang, should I, like, react it this way or, like, should I react it that way? Or, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's like a hard, like, thing to – deal with in your, in your mind that's why that's why i like this movie a lot or like any like revenge story like like that i wanted to like bring that up last time but i was like dang phil hasn't seen have, phil hasn't watched the last of us or played the last of us okay so i looked up the list of people that she's uh that the bride uh, went after yeah. so it, the movie starts us out with vernita green aka copperhead yeah. played by vivica a fox and they, that sequence uh, leads us into uh, when she's in a coma and she wakes up and then she goes after Oreni Shi. Yeah. I love this sequence. Like, this is one of my most favorite. Oh, Oreni Shi, otherwise known as Cottonmouth, uh, played by Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess this we like moving on to Oreni Shi. I was, I was going to say, like, I think, like, Ori, like that's this is like whenever I found out I had a crush on uh, Lucy Liu. When I was like, <laughs> when I was like a little kid. Uh, so this was like a like it was like it was like a key it's like key moment or whatever. She's one of my favorite characters in this whole thing because I even like I like her backstory and I like I I, lo- I love the anime sequence that that shows her backstory and 
I love uh, the what she does after the fact and becoming this whole crime lord. Like it's just so cool. Like yeah, it, it also shows like more revenge. Like it's like a revenge on top of revenge. Oh right, yeah, exactly. Like with uh, boss Matthew Musso. and yeah, like it is. It also is one of my favorite like scenes and like sequences because like the anim- from the animation, like how like fluid it is, like it looks it looks like messy, but like that's that's like. But kind of like uh, attracted me to it, and like similar animations to it, because like it looks like uh, if y'all ever seen like the the latest Dragon Ball Super uh, anime or, or movie, whatever, because it has like like different animators, and like it looks so different because like the the lining is like real shaky and like scratchy almost whenever they move, or, like really they move like real fast, and I like I like that part and like the score too. Like the score is like my run because I got because I like watched it so many times after I like watched it or whatever for the first time and I remember just like just like playing on repeat 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 because I like because I like um like one thing I like about certain situations is like the like musical get the musical aspect of it you know and like if it has like a cool like uh orchestra score I like strings I like I noticed because like uh, recently I've been trying to like do a video about like video game scores and like most of them have like uh strings and like opera singers and they're like they're all like real classical or whatever but like so yeah for the anime sequence the thing the the animation that it reminded me of was eon flux from the 90s it's a show that was on mtv and that the 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 the, just the fluidity of the of movement the uh the sketchy lines the all all of that and and just the how how the characters look their their musculature all of that uh reminded me so much of on the way the the way muscles and and blood and everything moves that that all reminded me of eon flux uh it was such a such a trippy uh show as far as animation and all of that and it was a good time I feel like everybody should watch that because it, it was just good. Yeah, I might have to watch it. I never and, heard of it. I, I'm looking at it right now. Wait, is that um? It had a live action. That's movie? yeah. It had a trash live action movie. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> it looks like Resident Evil. No, it looks like a uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I would say it's closer to Ghost in the Shell than Resident Evil, certainly. Uh, but it's just uh, it, it's it's really I, I don't know. I I, I can't explain Eon Flex, but yeah. It it's it's a wild thing to watch when you're a kid and the uh, so yeah. and that's what I did so but whatever. Oh, uh, cool. oh it, this one also shows her going over to get her sword over there and that that includes one of my favorite lines in the entire and one of my favorite lines in the entire movie mm-hmm. is when uh when Hattori Hansa was all like if on your journey you should encounter God God will be cut like mm-hmm. I, it, it's always my favorite part when it, when that comes up oh yeah like I, I do like his like little like situation where like he's just like he like knows he's just like so cool but like he's like yeah still like playing like uh he's like I don't know if he's like playing uh, I like, yeah I enjoy like he's or whatever he, yeah, he's sort of just like retired, yeah. and he's just chilling. It's, it's it's like it's like his retirement plan was this. You can tell he was like chilling until like uh, Beatrix bought her a bill. He was like, "Oh, you gotta die. You gotta die. You gotta go. You gotta get him out of here." Like you right, you right. Yeah. I want to know the backstory with him and Bill. Like what happened that he was like, "Oh yeah, let me come out of retirement. Let me come out of full retirement." to take this dude out like what yeah like what or to assist in taking this dude out what's the situation you know like if it was like that it was like that bad you know 
Yeah. But I enjoyed that sequence. I enjoyed the sequence where she goes and fights the the crazy eighty eight. And like that that whole that whole fight sequence is a lot of fun. And I like all the stuff that leads up to it. Like them hanging out in the in the club in the band that plays. Yeah. Uh I forgot the name of that band that plays, but yeah, I did, um I did too. I did like that. I did like that mm-hmm. there was like a it was like a random band that uh Quentin Tarantino like saw. He's like, Oh yeah, like wanna be in a movie or whatever. He's I think that's what happened. And I like the musical sequences that plays. Uh, oh yeah, like as she's like, uh, I like the like the little yeah the one shot thing when she's like walking through the club and everything like that. And yeah, then, yeah. When they when they when uh when Orini she's the uh, assistant is walking down the uh, the hallway. Yeah, she's like following her. Yeah. No, that, that's that's like that's another one of my uh, favorite like parts like uh, shot shot wide and then, like you know because like I, I do like uh, a lot of like one one take things. Like you can tell, like that it, it feels like one. It's like one thing was like went wrong. Like they had my had to like start over, but like they they did they did. Like, By the way, the band that plays is the five six seven eights. Oh yeah, five, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. That's not, I think I I think I heard like a few songs from them like a while back. They got they got they got some, they got some nice uh, stuff on their on their roster. Oh, I want to bring up the um. When they're like introducing like uh Aranishi's like gang and everything like that and like the when they like introduce her when she's like in the meeting and everything like that. Yeah, oh yeah, she goes off on that dude because it's it. Yeah, I, I really do like that scene a lot because like um, how it's like shot and like how they're like just arguing and like one dude pulls out the the fan and because like I saw it's it's real fast pace. Now I think we spoke of earlier about like the violence of this sequence whenever she's uh, taking out the the crazy eighty eight. And how that's kind of muted a bit by the by it being in black and white for most of it. Like maybe if it was in full color, it wouldn't be as uh, stylized. Uh, uh, well, it wouldn't be as stylized, but it also would be more more viscerally upsetting <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. for yeah, her yeah. to be like just just dismembering all this many people. That's true, though. That's true. Because like um, I think they do have like a version where they don't have it in color, uh, but they do have it in color. I'm pretty sure. Let me know if I'm because I have like seen like the the full like scene like without color on YouTube. I don't know if it's like a, like an extra like special edition type of uh, type of type of situation or, or or what. But like uh, as I was watching it, as I was watching it, uh, I I did like prefer like the black and white version because like like you said, it's like more stylized and like it probably is like like less less like violent and like visceral but i uh, i do i do like the um the fight choreography because it's like it's more um you know it's like it's real gaudy almost it's like like you can tell like he got like straight out of like straight from like the the, the vibe from like the 70s movies and everything like that or like the you can tell like they're on like tight ropes and like harnesses but like it's like more like intentional he like leans into it you know because there are like a lot of there are like a lot of like other movies that like do have like real corny like special effects but like the fact that he kind of like leads in leans into it uh, kind of like like makes it more like oh okay i see what you're trying to do here you know and that did kind of like uh open my eyes to like other things that do have like a uh distinctive style and everything like that like oh nacho libra nacho libra because i was trying to think of what i was trying to say with the the, the movie example is like uh oh, i see things that are like uh real like and you're facing like Gotti, like that. I agree with that. And then we, 
the thing I enjoyed her fight with her her for specifically her fight with Ori and Ishi whenever they were out in the uh, in the garden and it was uh, I I enjoyed the whole look of it the way that like and I and and I always remember the uh the water uh the water thing uh that they have out there that that fills up and and like the little uh I don't know what you call that thing uh. A bam- bamboo shoot. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, the little bamboo shoot. Uh, I think that's just like, whatever. Whatever. The, the little garden thing that's there. Because I like, I, I like how it's a bit like um like a metronome. Whenever people yeah. are playing music, they they start the, me- the, the metronome to keep a tempo. And yeah. it's like that with the fight. The it, It's like keeping the tempo of the fight. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it helps you stay in sync with the music. And it's like if that wasn't there, the scene probably wouldn't feel the same because you're not like they call it like the hypnotic rhythm. You're not in sync with it to the same degree. It's like when your mind, your eyes and your brain and your ears are all working together. And I like it also how the fight itself is a is a dialogue between the characters uh, and the way that it's shot. And the way that they, uh, the the movements are all, they all say something about the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do like uh, I do like fights like that, where it's just like uh, storytelling, like of like how do they how they know each other, and like working off you of what they what they know each other, about each other. Yeah, you can tell like they like knew each other for for like a, a good while. Like um, in Naruto, like uh, uh, Kakashi and um, Obito. It's been a while, bro. But like, um, yeah, Obiso, and um, they were like having like a, a big fight because they like they were like each other's like crewmates uh, back when, back when they were like little kids. And you could tell like, oh, there he would do like a certain move and he like would like reflect it, and like they were like cut to come back to like a a sparring a sparring match that they would have like when they were like little kids, like back and forth, back and forth. And that was like a cool little situation. Like, um, it was like a uh, what's their name, Captain American, um. Winter Soldier situation, cause uh, cause he had like a situation where like he like disappeared, and like they uh came back as like a masked masked dude, and he was like, "Hey, I'm back, whatever." He's like, "Oh, I'll be tough," you know. But I, I like I like to, I like certain situations like that, you know. Kind of like has like the same like vibe to it. There's like so much online about Kill Bill, and and mm-hmm. there's also like so much art done for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like there would be because because it's something so like the looks are so iconic that you can just like the even the the um, set dressing and everything is so iconic that that you can see a shot of it and you'd be like oh that's Kill Bill obviously yeah each thing's like a his own like little painting too yeah and each segment is has its own little mood and own little theme as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like I like the um. Vivica A. Fox's house because it seemed like a like a dollhouse situation. I was gonna I was trying to say that earlier, but I like I blanked out. It's like a little it's like a little uh, dollhouse almost because like whenever you had the the what do you call that? What is the shot like from above? It was like on, on the ceiling, but they're like going over like whatever. That's like really like, Bird, bird's eye view. I think so. I don't know, but like it was like it was like type of situation where you like you can tell like it was a set, but like it's still like kind of like added to the the dollhouse vibe. Like you're looking into like a dollhouse almost. Cause like the roof was missing, it was just like the uh, the walls and whatnot, and like they're like following them and go walking into the kitchen, you know. Mm. If that makes sense, I don't know if I explained that well enough. 
But I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. I don't know the word for it. But yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying. And um, I would expect it to have like a lot of like fan art and like things on there to research. But like, cause like, like how iconic it is, yeah. And like how like each uh, kill is like its own thing. It's like it's, like each one is like so unique. Like hers, like getting you know, the way they die, like different. Like her with the uh, her her getting her hair cut off. Yeah. And that's really creative, though. It's hard to to fit everything. I feel like a lot of people try to be creative, and they just they do a lot of different things, and they don't know how to make it mesh well. This one, it, it flowed really. These, this entire movie flows really well, and it's like if you can. One thing I don't like is that they split the movie up into two separate, two separate ones. Although they're like hours long, like I think altogether it's like four hours long. But it's one of those movies where you want to sit and you want to watch it all the way through because it's like watching several different things. So, like, after she goes and uh, takes out Orinishi, then she goes after Bud. And this whole sequence where, I guess, so she shows up at his trailer and then he shoots her with the buckshot and then, like, mm-hmm. buries her alive. Mm-hmm. That, that, that whole thing where the you you can see the the dirt filling up the screen and oh, bla- yeah. it, like it's yeah. like blacking out the light and you can hear the sound of it just like the thuds of it hitting mm-hmm. like the dirt hitting it's it's so claustrophobic and i love it yeah <laughs> that part used to scare me as a child i don't know why i got claustrophobia so that had me like freaking out you know and like it was like good um foley sound and um and I, I know I, I see I, I know what you mean with the uh, the, uh, the filling up the thing and like how with the you had like the flashlight and like I don't I don't I, I can I can do, I can do that because like oh and it like and it really like showed how like uh, how like tight it was but like how she like had to like reach in her boot for like the flashlight and everything like that and like oh and like, oh also like this is like a sign oh it's like whatever but like I did like I do like their like boots like bucks like uh buds boots and her boots. Or whatever, because I like when I was like, looking up the, the like the little uh, stuff for uh, Kill Bill, I saw like their uh, had like their boots for sale or something like that, or, like a replica of their of boot, their boots, especially uh Beatrice's Beatrice's book boots, like the red with the like the eagles, or whatever on the side and everything like that. And um, yeah, and I remember like watching it and like wanting like wanting some like cowboy boots just because like Buck had them, Bud had them. Oh my god, Bud and um Beatrice had them. But like, yeah, that that whole sequence was interesting. I I like that. Uh, I was wondering like, why did El Driver go and kill Bud? Because I remember we were talking about, it and I was like, you know, it seems like to me that uh, that Bill was like done with Bud, and he sent El to kill him. Oh, like yeah, it did seem like the situation. Yeah, Cause like, Cause like I feel like there's no way she's gonna go after Bill's brother without his say so. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, because yeah, especially something like like that with the uh, with the with the uh, with the money and everything like that. And um, what money? Oh yeah, uh, L Driver bringing the uh, uh, the bag of money, but it has a black mamba in there. Yeah. You think there's some kind of like symbolism of her bringing? Because like the bride is the black mamba, and she brings the black mamba to kill him. It could be. Because I feel like that's. I, yeah, I feel like that's Bill saying, "Hey, uh, being mad that he took took her out." To be honest, I guess so. Yeah, like, that would that would make sense. Like it would be like a situation where you're like, "Oh, they didn't they didn't do it on accident. It wasn't like an accident they did." Like, you know, and um, 
Was it wait? Was it a? Oh yeah, it sure was a black one. But I was thinking it was like a vet viper. That's what they're called the team. But like, so Bud, otherwise known as Sidewinder, was Bill's little brother, and he's played by Michael Madsen. And in the movie, he's he's murked by L Driver, who uh, who's who's supposed to be like because he buried uh, Beatrix Kiddo alive. He calls up Bill and is like, "Hey, you owe me the money for this kill." And so he's Bill sends L Driver with the money in the, in the case, with, but the case has a black mamba in it. Black mamba bites, but but dies. And L Driver, played by Daryl Hannah, otherwise known as the California Mountain Snake, is the next person that that uh, the Beatrix kiddo takes out. The craziest part about the scene with um, with the bride fighting. What's her name? L. Like it always, I could like when I would watch it as a kid, I could smell the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they did a good job with like setting up that scene. Like, Echo, yeah. yeah. It looked like it smelled like mildew, and like the part when, like I don't know, I feel like I could just smell like 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 just dirty as hell <laughs> and yeah. wet. Ugh. You could tell like that. You could tell like how like down in dumps he is like from the beginning, like yeah. when you see his trailer from like when he, like how he's like treated at his job and whatnot. I like uh, interesting fights like that too, like a uh, like especially how it ended. You know, like how she like just like snatched out her eye. That's that's another like a bit of imagery that like that I like. Yeah. Yeah, and then like how how she's like starts. Oh, that's an insane like situation. Like when I like really think about it, I'm like, dang, if I like got both my eyes like scratched out, like. That's a, like a, that's a valid like response to it. I feel like yeah. I feel like them doing that kind of rep like it showed how the same thing that got her in trouble the first time was the same thing that got her in trouble the next time the second time because she's yeah. always she was always saying something that was just like just kind of cocky and it's like you are really not in a position to be like you know saying and doing these certain things and in a way also. You could see like the contrast between her and uh, the bride. Like it was like mm-hmm. they were kind of similar, but you know, in a way they were very different. And it was like she just kind of seemed so arrogant, and that's what caused her to lose her first eye. And it's like her thinking she's about to win this fight again caused her to lose her second eye and get killed by the snake rather mm-hmm. than well, well, I assume she was killed by the snake. I can't really remember, but I think she was killed by that snake after. She took her eye out and she like fell down or some shit like that. Yeah. And I love their fight sequence in the trailer, even though a lot of it was so gross, bro. Like that 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 little jar of of just like spittle from his chewing tobacco. Ugh. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Ah, disgusting. Was, I guess it is like so like how like he would be like the stuff person that'll be like spitting on a lot of stuff, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. I'm like the only like valuable thing they have from Bill is like the uh, the the sword he had, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, added on to like the, I guess the the atmosphere. I guess like how Buck was like, like just like living along and like, especially at the beginning of the movie when it showed him at like working at the club, and everything like that. Like showed his like living conditions, and it does like, it does add like a different vibe to like each like fight scene. It's like a, it's like a like almost like a stage or whatever. Of like a video game, but like, oh yeah, that's 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 books and that like already already she's like a little stage or whatever, and uh, even 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 bills, you know, 
I guess it does like add on to it. Even though it was gross, like like it was like giving me like a little, little bit of anxiety with the um. Especially, I think I think she was barefoot again. Beatrix, right? She was, I believe so. Yeah, that's that that made it even grosser though, because yeah. she was stepping in all kind of nastiness. Yeah. Because uh, she had just came back from being buried alive, and she uh, busted, bust, busted, yeah, yeah, busted out of her uh, grave. Dies on uh, the feet fetish thing. Uh, there's like just any reason for her to not have uh, shoes on. Yeah, that's the uh, that's a. I keep wanting to say dance night, bro. Terry, I mean, yeah. To no, be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. yeah, it gets both ways. Same, same, same. That's not her probably loves the Tarantino stuff. Wow. I mean, probably. Imagine, probably like everybody does. I guess, like for, he probably likes it for a different reason. But I do, I do like the uh, the, the the flashback. Speaking speaking of like uh, L drivers, I do like the uh, the uh, Palme flashbacks to like showing how like different she was from like uh, Beatrix and like how like I guess like dysfunctional is that the word dysfunctional? She was almost and like I mean yeah. So the reason why she like pulled out her pulled out her eye and everything like that. How like uh, how like it shows like how ruthless he is and like how like he's just like how, how whatever he does like to like to teach whatever it gives like a, a Zula and um, Zuko situation almost Uncle I guess Uncle Haro I don't know like um yeah this is the little like telling oh she was just like oh she was she's like evil and she's like whatever and like like I said like like I said with the um oh they she taught she taught her this she taught her this like. Teaching like different situations, you know. Agree, yeah. The last person that she goes after on her list is Bill. She takes a stop over in South America or uh, wherever she goes. I think she, or it's either Central or South America. Where she goes to talk to that one guy, mm-hmm. and this that guy gives her Bill's location. She busts up in there and finds her daughter. Yeah. What do you think of that sequence? I do like that. Like. uh with like a movie like this, you would expect like a big, uh, or like a movie in general, you expect like a big, like uh, a big like fight scene. Even though like it wasn't like much of that, and like uh, they they kind of give you like a left turn with like oh she saw her daughter, so she's like oh, and like I, it, this is like the first time like she like finds out she's like alive still. So like I did I did like that little that little uh, moment because like I I don't think she wasn't like expecting to see her like right you know. So like I did like how she like just like uh oh she like uh she like kind of like back down a little bit yeah like everything changed in that moment yeah so like her like whole like plan was like like changed almost and um and I do like uh, uh situations where it's like uh with like where where you expect like uh the villain to be like uh hostile like, like I don't know you expect the villain to be hostile almost and like it's also like a kind of a um fake out almost i wouldn't say like would you say it's like a fake out almost no i wouldn't say it's a fake out i would say it was a twist though and uh, that and that but i do think that they were foreshadowing it throughout like with like with vivica fox having a daughter and all i don't know a bunch of different things you know before she got to that point Uh, i also like that she continues with her she continued she 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 does kill bill do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even after that oh yeah uh and like like you like you said like it was like it wasn't like anything like you weren't expecting like but she still like like how she still killed bill but like not in the way that that you like that you would like think you know and it was uh, yeah i like how low-key the sequence was mm-hmm. 
and like the fact the fact that like he was like okay he kind of like came to terms with it almost like like most other like most other uh yeah i'm pretty sure like everybody i don't think i don't think um l driver like came l driver and bud came to terms with it but like already she did though right whenever she got her hair cut off you know she was like oh you know i guess this is it because like they all like they, i think they all just like knew their like the that um beatrice is coming i guess that does like a play into like their uh, different characters i guess the way they're like prepared you know or the way they went out almost true yeah yeah i think that's true yeah like with the her eye like with um, the l driver's eye like uh and uh yeah and like um, Oranichi like act the, is like the only one that like died in like a I I not not the only one I was I was gonna say like she like she's like the only one that like died in like a a fair fight I guess a fair like one on one fight I guess yeah I mean not one on one because she had to take out yeah driver like so many people before she got to her though oh true she did like oh wait no you you say L driver no I was talking about Oranichi yeah but like that's true though oh okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, bro, what? I was saying, I was just mentioning the, uh, the fighting, like, if the fighting, the was that like a little, like a little room that they're finding, Lucy Blue and the Bride. I thought that was a garden. Like a little garden. But like, uh, yeah, I thought that was a garden. But um, yeah, like a little garden. Cause like, I, I, can, I assume. I tell. You know what it reminds me of? You, you know that that part in Teen Wolf whenever they are are fighting the. Uh, Kitsune. No, wait. They're, no, they're they're not. Wait, is it? What, what are they fighting in that season? I can't tell what they're fighting in each season because every season is just like, oh, people with dark masks on. That's it. That's all that they be fighting every time. Yeah. Uh, in slow motion. I can't. Like, I was walking yeah, slow yeah. In in slow motion. In like and I can't tell their people their antagonists apart. But whatever. Uh, when they when they go, I think it's the season that has the Kitsunes though. Um and Kira, yeah, wait, what? Whatever, I don't know. Here? I can, right? Like they go and they they're taking people out in this in a in a outside area that looks like exactly like the. Cause I think we were watching there and like you're like, oh, it reminds me of that. And then like, yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember much from that show, but I think I do remember that because I do. I do. We had like a conversation about that. You're like, oh, it reminds me of that. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. You think they're like referencing that? Almost. I, I mean, maybe. Let me see. That was it, though. Uh, oh, wait. We didn't talk about the Superman thing. This is like, uh, we were talking about, like, if Beatrix was Superman or, like, Clark Kent. Wait. Or they, oh, oh, okay. Bill had a whole story. Like, David Carradine had a whole monologue about how Clark Kent is Superman's alter ego, not mm-hmm. the other way around. And it feeds into the idea of whether or not Beatrix is, you know, the Black Mamba, or sh- or is she just Beatrix? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the uh, that that whole the two warring parts of of who she is, and and Bill, I guess, was trying to was trying to be like, hey, y- you were trying to be Clark Kent, and I already know you're Superman. Wow, understandable. Yeah, I do hear a lot of people like still like arguing about that like uh, scene because they're like, oh, well, like they're like disagreeing, like whether they disagree or not. Like it's cool, still, it's still cool seeing uh, people like still having that like conversation like to this day, whether 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 or not Superman is Clark Kent or whether Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah, like, they make a difference. Because like uh, 
it's hard to say with like um like people who are like serial killers serial killers if they're like oh are they just like that or are they like just like regular people or like are just like both you know and like how do like how do they like uh because like whenever she was uh doing her like writing when uh practice rehearsal you could tell she was like she like kind of wind down you know and then like whenever bill showed up she like instantly like oh i don't know she like just like like jumped out of character like she was like pretending almost and then like someone like came through like bill came through like she knew him and she was like oh and she's like uh, she's like oh why are you why are you like interrupting like my simulation or something like that or like you know <laughs> like like basically she was pretending she was she was put she was playing a character and that got interrupted by her reality yeah and it's like is that like that's wild. Is that something that she just like can't let go or something like that because like at this point because i feel i feel like at this point like since she killed like killed vivica fox like i guess it's like not really gonna leave her you know and like uh how she uh how she had reacted to her daughter almost like is like is it like i don't know it's hard it's like it's hard to, it's hard to really explain though like was she Man, changing was she changing like for her daughter well like would she change for her daughter almost you know I think the question is, does she, does she? like, cause like, does she do yeah. so? Which I don't even have an answer for because we, we, we only see a little bit of, of her with her daughter and we don't know like, how's it going to be for them going forward? Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I did say this last time, like whatever I like watched interviews with like former gangsters, you know? And like, uh, like this one dude, like this one dude has like a, there's one gangster had like a gay son and everything and um you could tell like he still cares for his like son but then like he's like still like oh he's like if you about it because like if you're gay then like uh it's cool but like it's kind of like different from like what i like grew up with you know because like because he said he said it's like son's wearing like chokers and like like eyeliner and whatnot and like apparently his son like is like uh if you about the relationship because like at some because like there he was at his graduation and like apparently he was like hiding from him and and everything like that he even and like he did, and, he, and at the end of the interview, he did. He he did say he like changed, like all the change that he did on himself, was like for his son, was just like okay, that looks like a kind of remind me of that. So like situations with like uh, former gang members, I'm like, oh, it's like interesting to see like how they like deal with the past things, especially with their kids, because like sometimes you like do see like the result, like the how like rubs off the, rubs off on their kids almost. Hi, editor Gizmo here. Back to the lecture at hand, by which I mean back to the original recordings. I want to go back to the Superman analogy again. When it comes to Beatrix Kiddo being Superman and the bride being Clark Kent, with this duality of character, do you think that revenge is a thing for one part of her, but not for the other? And how does that vibe with how it ended with her and her daughter? You know what, to, to answer that question, I think uh, the way I see Superman and her kid, there are, there are the dualities to them, but they have the same morality. So whenever, whenever something rubs one side of the it rubs the other side of So it's a, it's a question of revenge for them both. Yeah. Like you can't separate the two. One can't exist without the other. That's an, that's an identity crisis, actually. Right, that's it. Kind of is like the, it kind of is like the old, the, the the mindset of like an old head that can't like move on, mm-hmm. or whatever. The and good like old that, days. Yeah, and like um, uh, and like I like that. That also is like a little uh, 
theme of the story, like like whether or not you can like move on or whatever. Cause like revenge is like, oh, can you like move on or not or whatever. And like, uh, and like holding grudges. And that's like another like, and like, um, and then it does like make me think about like holding grudges. Like, should you like hold grudges? Should you like uh, have like a situation, if there's like a situation that like has something to do with your past, like should you, should you like, oh, like say whatever? Or like, should you like face it, like face it like upfront, like face to face, whatever? Or what, or does like this, or does it pay, depend on the situation, whether or not she should like oh to like move on, like the like, severity of the situation. So like yeah. they're like they're like crazy assassins. Like like is that like a situation that she can like move away from or something like that? It's that inner conflict. It's like do we move forward with my life? Do I move forward with my life or do I harbor on to the feelings that I felt in that moment and 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 act on them although the moment has passed? Yeah. You know that's a good question though because even with with that you'll see it's kind of like at the end would she have gotten to bb if she had let go of everything though you know and she wouldn't have known that the one thing she wanted was still there you know so that's mm-hmm. yeah it's also hard to say on the beatrix part whether she's like this like with a superman conversation because at the end whenever uh she was like watching tv with her daughter she was in the like bathroom crying so it's like hard yeah. to, sorry it's hard to say if she like regretted what she was doing or or, like, or if that was like relief Relief, yeah. Change of relief, or she's like, like, I got them, so they're not coming after me. Cause like, I can see her crying, like tears of joy, also because she took them, she took them out. Like she did, you know. Do your thing. She did her thing, especially when they wrote her off. In that case, do you think that she was only able to settle down and have peace with her daughter because she because she had already taken her revenge from everybody? Like, say she had rolled over and killed bill before like before everybody and found out that her daughter was there and then everybody else was still left on the list do you think she would have still gone through with everything and put herself in that amount of danger and all of that because there's a certain element of revenge stories wherein taking the path of revenge is often a one-way street like you're not going to come back from it like there's there's an element of it being a sort of suicide mission where you have nothing left to lose anymore and you and therefore you're the most dangerous at that point at which you have nothing to lose and you can take out everybody who has wronged you in the case of Beatrix however she once she finds her daughter she does have something to lose and i feel like that would impact her ability to seek revenge or even her motivation for seeking revenge i think that chances are she would have still gone back for revenge because then the only thing it would have been like the feeling would have been different it would have been oh my goodness i missed out on four years of my child's life because he told her to hurt me and he told her her and her to do this to me while i was just trying to to be free and then, you know, like when she had the flashback, when she realized, you know, she was pregnant, it was like that was her that was her coming to moment and being like for morale reasons and just for like the safety of my child. I got to make sure I'm in a different environment. So I think that she would have still gone back. It just would have been with a different um, it just would have been different. Her her reasons why would have been different. It would have been like now you've taken me away from my child, not oh, you've taken my child. Oh, wait, here's what I always wondered. Do y'all think that that's Bill's child? 
Like, is it is it her child with Bill or with that other guy, the muggle? Because I always thought, like, she found out she was pregnant with Bill's child and then bounced. Because, like, why would he be so mad if it wasn't for, like, oh, you you went away and you took my child away from me. And so now I got to bring my murder squad. Like, <laughs> like I see, I can see, like, on, on the on one hand, it's like, oh, like, if it was, like, his or whatever. And, like, it was just, like, the fact that she just left without, like, any, like, uh, any, like, without, like, giving anything or whatever, without even, like, saying so. And uh, because she was, like, pregnant on the job. But, like. She probably had her suspicions, but she was probably, like, not for certain. So it's better not to say anything if you're not for certain. Then. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. how Because, like, with the scene, like, the flashback where she, like, found out she was pregnant, she was on a job. Oh, snap. She was on the job. She was on the job. That means it's Bill's. Yeah, like it would yeah, make sense yeah. if it was like bills, and she was on the job, and she's like, "Oh, dang, I gotta go," you know? Yeah. And she, she like that's the crazy she does. Yep, mystery solved. So, what are y'all's final thoughts? With this one, I say this is probably one of the first works I've ever seen by Quentin Tarantino. It's probably like my like one of the movies that I remember the most growing up. And one thing I will say is it kind of shaped how I prefer to look at action movies because I, I feel like me watching as a really young child and then I shouldn't have been watching it but <laughs> after that I would compare like other action movies too and if it wasn't set up the same way I really couldn't watch it because it, it just didn't it, it wasn't it, I was not able to it wasn't able to catch my attention the same way I feel like the stories kind of just fell flat often I feel like this movie um this entire movie, like, I don't know if it's considered one or two technically, but I feel like it also kind of shaped how I like to look at different types of media because he he covered a lot of different uh, styles in it, like the black exploitation and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And although some of them were rooted in not the best, um, not the best history, it, it kind of led me into a world of looking at... Um, things differently and having respect for people that could paint the picture of things that I wasn't too, um, that I'm not too keen on like action and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I really love this film. And like, when I think of action movies, I think back to this iconic movie and like the suit and I was little, like mm-hmm. we, we had like little swords and stuff and we would play with them. Like we were playing, <laughs> playing kill yeah, big old. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> But, um, this is a nice pick. I like to see how this. I can see how this has influenced some of Miles's taste for sure. Oh yeah, um, is it my turn? Oh, it's my turn. Okay, uh, my personal thoughts. My like little last final thoughts is I chose this movie because like like y'all were saying earlier, uh, I kind of like attached to it whenever I saw it. You know, it like like I said like before like I I um I I watched it a lot because like you have me like watching crazy stuff. When I was like a little kid, and like that's like one of the things that like stuck with me, and, like the like yeah, it's so iconic that like it even like stuck with like me as like a little like probably like, four or five year old. Whenever y'all like watching like with the pomade mustache, like beard, and like the pomade punch, and like everything else. So like um like later on when I like revisited it, like I instantly like uh, uh gravitated towards gravitated towards it because like it is it has like all the things I like I look forward to and like a movie or like a tv show or something like that or like any media they it really did like inform like a lot of stuff like like you said like uh it like changed the way you like see act different action movies like different movies in general 
like um because like a lot of movies with sequels they don't really like correlate that much but like this one is like one full story because like a lot like a lot of like part ones part twos they don't they don't really have like the whole the full like they didn't really like uh finished off with like a cool little ending whatever but like this one did and um and like it stuck with me in a way of like uh because it had like a lot of like stuff i like like cool like cool like colorful shots like cool storytelling like uh cool shots cool like Clothing design also is like a thing that like I really look forward like look look uh look forward to in certain things and like oh yeah I also like the music is like probably like up there too because uh, like I look forward to, I like I, I like uh one thing in like uh, certain things I uh I like is uh scores and like a good good music you know and like he does like get like a lot of stuff from like like old like old uh, Japanese songs old. Like the Western vibe to it, like the, the way he like merges all the stuff to it, like whenever, like uh, like Latin songs, uh, Western songs, country songs, like like uh, whatever, and like also like just Japanese song, whatever, and it's, it's it's just all a cool like combination, you know, and oh yeah, like the like it has like cool animation too. That's like that's another thing I like. So like it has like all the things that like I like in one. So I think that's why I like uh, I really liked it so much, and um, and yeah. Like uh, the main thing I like would like come come from it was like the was a uh, yeah was a was the music that came from it. That's always like a cool little thing, and I'm glad I get to share it with y'all. All right, y'all. That was our coverage of Kill Bill Volumes One, and you can reach us at pennyindies.com. That's penny like the coin and indies like the movies.com. Go there and leave us a message and let us know what's up. Thanks, guys. Bye.